So I am doing an Father's Day interview with my dad. Um, his name is Charles, but many people call him Chuck or Chappie. That's the family name. And I just wanted to debut him for my 50th blog post because he is one of the many reasons as to why I am the young woman that I am today. Some of the things that I think or, you know, some of the things that I experience, how I handle situations, um, stems from his advice and wisdom and some of the things that um, my friends go through. You know, he gives us advice on stuff like that. So I think he would be the perfect person for me to debut my 50th blog post. So um, it may be a little long. I'll shorten it throughout so you guys can all listen to it but um it's 21 questions just based on fatherhood and just the experience um of men growing up and you know all the things that they face so if you guys can stick through the 21 questions and just you know give it a listen that would be great so without further ado this is the so the first question is, what was your relationship with your father and how has that shaped you into, into the <laughs> happy Father's Day, right? <laughs> well, uh, my relationship with my dad was a pretty, uh, I guess you would say, strange relationship because uh, my dad lived in the house with us growing up. You know, he's always been there. Uh, even till the day, till, you know, uh, till my mom's passing. Uh, but growing up with my dad, it was like having a father in the house, but he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad never, he never sat us down and taught us this is what a man should do and what a man shouldn't do, things like that. He didn't do that. All those things I had to learn through trial and error. My dad was more so just uh, dis- uh, disciplinarian. Um, if we did something wrong or whatever, you know, he would discipline us, whether it was spank us or put us under punishment or whatever. Um, basically, that was it. He did mm. teach us. Well, he taught me mainly, you know, uh, how to work with my hands, build stuff, and, you know, put things together and all that. But uh, he never, like, spent time with me outside of that, like, taking me to the park or, or anything like that. So it was, it was, it was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. You know, like I say, you know, uh, having other friends whose fathers interacted with them like that and did things. Um, and my father just never did those things. So it, it was, um, it, it was different. Yeah. Um, do you think, like you were saying, like he was there, but basically he didn't really do anything. He didn't teach you anything. So would it just, do you feel like it just would have been better if he wasn't there altogether? Like it was kind of a waste of him being there? Well, at the time when I was little, I didn't, of course I didn't think like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did want to do things with my dad and want him to, you know, and wanted to, <coughs> excuse me, be around him. But, uh, you know, he would always tell me I couldn't go with him when it was going to certain places or whatever. Every now and then he might have took me, but not too many times he, t- he took me. But uh, <clears throat> as I got older, then I started to feel like that. Mm. That it, uh, as I look back on a lot of things, the things that he didn't do, I uh, felt like it, w- it was just better for him just to not be here. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, uh, everything that I learned about being a man or even being a father, I... Uh, I learned through trial and error, but what I did learn from him by him being the way that he was, was that when I did have my own children, that I wasn't going to treat them the way that he treated me, like meaning I was going to put more time into them talking, communicating, establishing a relationship Mm -hmm. uh, with my children. Uh, 
me and my dad never had that kind of relationship. We would just sit down and talk and laugh and bust it up and laugh and joke with each other. No, we never had that kind of relationship. As a matter of fact, he never really had that kind of relationship with any of us. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, as I as I got older, yeah, I started feeling like, yeah, it was better for him to just not be here. Mm. Moving to the next question. What was the hardest thing you went through as a young parent and how did you come how did you overcome it? So what you had me when you were like twenty three? Uh yeah, I, I would say twenty yeah, I believe I was twenty three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what was like the hardest hardest thing as a young parent? That you had to go through at that time. At that time when I was Or like later, whenever. You know, whenever you felt like the hardest moment was for you. Uh, well, the hardest moment was um, was the passing of Trenere, my son, in 2007. Mm-hmm. That, was, uh, that was the hardest moment uh, of being a parent because it was just something that for one was unexpected you know um, and you just you just never think like that you you know you, you you wake up you know you know that 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 is a part of life that we all will go but you just don't think that it happened when it happens especially when they're so young mm-hmm. uh, so as far as being a parent, that that was the the hardest. Um, how did I get through that? Um, I looked at his life um, through talking with Trenere and spending time with Trenere and knowing the things that he wanted to do when he got older and graduated high school and go off to college and stuff like that, the things that he talked about. Um, I got through that because I looked at it, I looked at his passing as uh, he was 16, that he'll never get the the chance to do the things that I did when I was 16. Mm -hmm. First job, first girlfriend, first paycheck. You know, all, all these things that that we do when we're at that age, you know, 16, you know, coming into ourselves and stuff like that. Uh, and these are the things that we, we, we take for granted mm-hmm. that we'll always be able to do. So I looked, at, I, I looked at his passing as he'll never get the opportunity to do those things that I've had the opportunity to do. So... Uh, what it made me realize was that as adults, or even just as, as, as a person, we spend a lot of time doing the things that we don't want to do and complaining about it. So I decided that at that moment, I was no longer going to spend the rest of my life doing things that I did not want to do and complaining about it. If I didn't want to do it, I, I'm not going to do it because the reality is, is tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Our future is not promised to any of us. Mm-hmm. So that's how uh, I was able to get through it because I just told myself that because he doesn't have the opportunity to do those things that he dreamt about doing and I'm still here, that I'm going to take the initiative to do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I didn't... Um I feel like I feel the same way and just being his sister and so close in age and all that is just like that was something that was like we never nobody would have expected that from happening so just to be able to take his memories and be like you know what I'm gonna do what I want to do with purpose and pride and just like you know live a fulfilling life Mm -hmm. so I think that's good it's a good answer um what was your favorite movie or book when you were my age I know we talk about, um, you know, you give me book suggestions and you have a ton of movies and stuff. So, like, when you were my age, what was 
either your favorite movie or book or both? <laughs> well, when I was your age, apparently my favorite movie was uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think by that time, of course, all three of them had done came out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they have. Yeah, they did. Uh, Star Wars was my favorite movie. Still is my favorite movie today. Mm-hmm. All time. <laughs> favorite book. My favorite book uh, is The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that my favorite book? I, I guess that would be the next question. You asking me or? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Basically, you know, explaining why that is uh, my favorite book. Uh, the Art of War is, is is my favorite book because it deals with conflict, and every day we're faced with some form of conflict, whether it's physical, uh, uh, mental verbal, spiritual, whatever, um, but it, it teaches you how to uh, deal with conflict, and, and, and the art of war, basically, the principle of dealing with conflict is the art of fighting without fighting, mm. so it, it, it teaches you how to recognize conflict and deal with it when it's small, before it escalates to something big. Uh, and through reading that book, uh, I've had that book for a couple years now. And uh, one of the most fascinating things I find about the book is every time I read it, especially when I'm dealing with something, every time I read it, I always see something in it that I didn't see before. Mm-hmm. So it, it helps me and it allows me to be able to assess situations in my life <clears throat> and how to step back and approach it from a different perspective as opposed to rushing into it head on and possibly making things worse. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, The Art of War is is one of my favorite books. Um, I still read it to this very day. When did that book come out? I don't know. Because I remember you gave it to me when I was like little, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I gave that book to you when you was young. When you well, not when you were little, but I when was you like were like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Nah, nah, nah. You I was a little older. Be. You were a little older than that. I think I gave it to you probably when you was around maybe fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Uh, because um, your mom had apparently gotten a hold of it, and she didn't want you reading it. <laughs> but it, I, I, she didn't want you reading it because. She didn't understand what the book was about. Yeah. You know, she mm-hmm. thought that the book was about violence, mm-hmm. you know, and, and war and, and stuff like that. And it was, it's that old saying, never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And that's exactly what she did, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I gave you that book at that time because at that time you were going through a lot of different changes, you know. Um, trying to find yourself, trying to gain some sort of independence in your life and some 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 form of freedom, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you, you know, your mom was, you know, uh, not really allowing you to have that type of freedom that I felt as though that she should have allowed you to have. And so I gave you that book so that you could hopefully read it and absorb some of its tactics Mm -hmm. so that you would know how to maneuver through conflict through conflict (laughs) and to prevent yourself from getting into further situations you know whether it be in the house or outside of the house while you were in school or or, or whatever Mm. you know so that was the purpose of me giving you that book Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever even read it, did you? No, I didn't, because I didn't get a chance to, because you took it from me. Well, I recommend that you read it. Yeah, I'll add that to the list. Next question. What is your philosophy on fatherhood? If you have a philosophy, or do you kind of take 
like what you learned throughout the time of you being a father what is your philosophy what is my philosophy on fatherhood my philosophy on fatherhood is just be the best father you can be don't look at what other people do what other men do should I say don't look at what other men do with their children and judge yourself as whether you're a good father or not a good father because everybody's life is different and it affords them the opportunity to do things that you may not be able to do at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't have your children's best heart, at, you know, uh, best interests at heart. Um, so just be the best father that you can be with whatever tools it is that you have and just try to learn along the way and understand and know that you're going to make mistakes. There's no such thing as the perfect father. There's no such thing as the perfect father, you know, but be true to yourself and and be true to your children. You know, allow them the the freedom and the ability ability to express themselves. Um, Because that's the only way you're going to truly know your children. You know, that's the only way that your children are truly going to know you is is by allowing them to express themselves freely and you express yourself freely. Um, be honest, regardless of how brutal it may sound or be. Um, and and just keep it real. Don't don't lie because they're already going to face lies out here in the real world. You know, and, and and stuff like that. So, just as they say, just keep it one hundred. You know, what I mean? <laughs> and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Because at the end of the day, they're going to make their own choices anyway. Mm-hmm. How important would you say is a father's role when raising daughters? What <laughs> lessons have you learned from raising yours? Repeat that question again. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a good one. It's a good one. How important is a father's role when raising daughters? And what lessons have you learned from raising yours? Well, a a father's role in in raising his daughters is uh, uh, very important. Um, Society would have us think otherwise. uh, That... A father should be in his son's life and stuff like that, you know, um, to teach him how to treat women and so forth. But uh, a father's role in his daughter's lives is very, very important because the relationship that you establish with your daughter determines on how she views herself when it comes to being involved with men in relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, If a a father should be honest with his daughters, you know, and and let her know that he's not perfect either. And uh, remind her of how, how beautiful she is and how special she is, you know, not 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 just to him, but you know, uh, to everyone. Uh, they should, a father should establish trust with his daughters, you know, so that that way, she trusts his wisdom that he's not going to lead her down the wrong path. Uh, father should try to establish uh, consistency with his daughter as best as as best as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Once again, like I said, we're not perfect. We you know we we make mistakes, you know, but uh, a father's relationship with his daughter is is very important because if you don't if fathers don't have that relationship with their daughters, what what happens is is their daughters wind up trying to to establish that type of relationship with with a male 
-hmm. opposite of her father, you know, um, and a lot of times if we, as we have seen, a lot of those males lead that female astray, you know, uh, and then, and, and she's able to be led astray because she doesn't have a reference point. She doesn't have someone that she can go back to and say, Hey dad, well, what, you know, this happened, that happened, you know, what do you think I should do about that or whatever? So she doesn't have that, uh, fatherly, uh, male role model, um, She's just basically winging it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, uh, and it also uh, teaches her how to value herself, you know, as 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 a female, you know. Um, my relationship with my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> as they got older. As my daughters got older, I realized that, um, well, as y'all got older, I started to realize that I needed to change in the way that I treated females, in the way that I interacted with women, because I didn't want anyone to treat y'all that way. Mm -hmm. I'm a male. I, I know how men are. You know, um, I, I know the games that we can play. So... As 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 y'all started to get older and and started to come into your teenage years, and I'm seeing that, okay, they're liking boys now. You know what I mean. Eventually, they'll start, you know, experimenting and exploring this and this and that and this and that. It's like, all right, let me let them know how this thing really goes. Mm. You know how how it really is. You know. Uh, and, and, and the only person that's really going to give it to a female like that is her father. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, it's very important. Yeah. Um, just my feedback from that, I feel like my relationship with you has been very important in my development as just a person in general. And of course, a female, um, a lot of times, like I just sit back and I feel like, you know, my dad wasn't in my life. I don't know where I would be just because of, the, um, you know, the lack of not having like that structural guidance or just somebody that I can talk to that can, you know, keep it real with me on different levels. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to separate like being a parent from actually being a person, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of parents tend to forget that they were kids too like they were teenagers right. and this right. and that and it's like you know more so do what I say don't do as I am or whatever the saying goes right. but um, yeah well yeah I mean you know um, I express to you on many occasions you know some of the things that I've done you know <laughs> uh, I mean it is what it is I mean yeah. I, you know I, you know not to try to uh glorify that in any kind of way but you know like I said I'm you know I'm, I'm not perfect uh you know I'm I was a womanizer you know um taking advantage of of women and stuff like that you know or opportunities that was was presented to me mm -hmm. um so as 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 you started getting older and, and your sister started getting older yeah you know I realized like whoa wait a minute you know what I mean I I don't want someone doing to my daughters what I've done to uh, other females. I, now, that may sound like a contradiction, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I guess, you know, the reality of it is, is that you don't realize it until it's your own. Mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, when it's your own, then you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want that happening. Yeah. You know, uh, so so that's when I realized that, you know, I, I needed to change. But in the midst of all that, I also realized that no matter what information I passed on to you and your sisters, at the end of the day, you're still going to make your own decisions. But at least you have something to work with when yeah. you get to that, that bump in the road. Like, okay, what, what should I do? You mm -hmm. know, uh, this sounds familiar, you know, so... Um, <laughs> you know that's 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 the catch twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> um. How do you deal with criticism? 
whether it's at work or in your own personal life. Because I know a lot of times, like, we talk, I'll be like, oh, hi, Dad, how are you? Oh, everything's good. But I know you be going through stuff or you experience different things. So how do you deal with criticism? Uh, I just do. <laughs> I just, I know, I mean, I, 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 I just, if, if it's constructive criticism, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I take it, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, meaning that uh, I apply it where it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it's something that's useful, um, all criticism is just that, just criticism. You, you can't take it personal. It's, it's another person's opinion, mm-hmm. you know. It doesn't mean that it's true. Doesn't mean that you have to take it literally. Uh, I don't really, I never really worried about criticism from other people because I've always pretty much followed my own path Mm -hmm. on what it was I wanted to do, whether it was right or wrong. You know, I would, I, I I accepted the consequences of my actions, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so when it comes to criticism I could take it or leave it yeah it is what it is yeah it is what it is yeah. um, what are three things in life that you would say to never do and it can it doesn't have to be anything deep or just like what would you say to never do in life to never do yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> wow, three things in life to never do. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a that's a tough question. Well, one of them is never kill anybody. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, never, never, never kill anybody. Uh, never abuse your children. Hmm. Like, what do you mean, like beating? Cause you used to beat us. Well, that, <laughs> no, that's discipline. That's, that's okay. difference. I disciplined you, but I, I, I disciplined you to a to a certain age, and then I stopped. Yeah. Uh, so never abuse your children. Uh, and as <laughs> oh man. Uh, never disrespect your parents. Okay, that's a good one. People forget about their parents. No, no matter how much, no matter how wrong they are, mm-hmm. you, you know, no matter how much you disagree with them, you know, uh, no matter how much you may not even like them, mm. just never disrespect them. Yeah. So what are three things in life that you should do three things in life that you should do one is love like you've never loved before live your life on your terms and Treat people the way you want to be treated. So, with the whole love like you've never loved before, what if you was never in love before? How do you demonstrate that? Well, it's not a thing of being in love. It's just love like you've never loved before. So, if you love a person and that person, for whatever reason, that doesn't work out... Mm -hmm with you and that person then the next person that you come into contact with in your life don't stop yourself from loving that person because you had a bad experience with someone else Mm -hmm. you know uh, whatever experience you had with the previous person if you were with them for two years and you loved them for two years that was the best two years of your life with that person Mm -hmm. so when you get with this person you love like you didn't love for two years before Mm-hmm. You, you you go into this with a clean slate. 
And if it only lasts six months, well, guess what? You love that person for six months. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's the best you can do. So what brings you happiness? <laughs> what brings me happiness? Mm-hmm. Seeing my daughters turn out to be the beautiful young ladies that that they've become. Oh. <laughs> like serious like out of everything in life, that's what brings you like true happiness? Yeah. And and just just living. Living is 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 what brings me true happiness because I'm I'm still here. I, yeah. I still I, I still have an opportunity to see something today that I may not see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, being able to be a part of things or something that the people before me are no longer here to see or mm-hmm. be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just, just, just life in itself is is what truly makes me happy because uh, just when you think you didn't seen it all, <laughs> you see so something, happen, you something like, happens, <laughs> something happens that you be like, whoa, I didn't see that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Never saw that one before. You know what I mean? You'd be like, I can't even make this shit up. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, uh, that's it. I mean, that's what truly makes me happy. Like, mm-hmm. just just being alive. You know what I mean? I don't I don't consume myself with the materialistic things that so many other people consume themselves with. You know what I mean? Life in itself is, 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 is precious. It's a gift. And it's beauty in everything. It's, mm-hmm. And it's beauty to be seen and, and discovered every day. You just have to be able to see it. You have to you, you have to take time to stop and and remove yourself from all the bullshit that's around you, and 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 just look at life yeah. and see it for what it is. You know, nothing more, nothing less. Um, I know you said that. You didn't really have a relationship with Pop Pop, but if you could remember or recall, what would you say one of your favorite childhood memories with him was, if any? Uh, one of my favorite moments, well, I was a teenager, uh... He actually came to one of my gymnastic meets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, I was I went to Overbrook High School, and we were competing against West Philly High School, West Philadelphia High School, and uh, he he uh, attended one of my gymnastic meets. And uh, when I looked up in the audience and saw him, it was. I, I was really happy. I was really proud to see him mm-hmm. in the audience because he had never seen me, you know, uh, do gymnastics before. Or maybe he might have seen me, you know, tumbling outside in the streets or mm-hmm. something like that as a kid. But to actually see me, you know, uh, uh, competing, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the high school level, uh, I, I was I was really happy that day. Mm-hmm. You know, to uh, to to see him there, you know, and I think that probably was, uh, at least in my mind, mm-hmm. probably was one of the uh, best performances I did that day. <laughs> <laughs> throughout, you know, throughout throughout my comp, you know, throughout my years, you know, in Overbrook and competing, mm-hmm. you know, in the gymnastics team, you know, um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was one of the best moments with my dad that I, I can honestly say that I that I had. Did y'all talk afterwards or like did he go his way? You went your no, way? No, you no, we, home no. No, like, we we talked because uh, oh, okay. yeah, we went home together, you yeah. know what I mean, you know. Um and he was like, Wow, he was really good, you know, this that, this that 
And, you know, so he was asking me stuff about, you know, about uh, my routine and, and uh, stuff that other other uh, teammates was doing and stuff like that. So it kind of gave me a sense of, like, wow, he was really interested. Like, you know what I mean? So here's a chance for me to really talk my stuff about gymnastics at the time, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, I, um, I've always been into gymnastics. And so it kind of made me feel good to, you know, explain, you know, all the different, you know, uh, tumbling routines that was performed and uh, routines that was performed on a different apparatus, you know, at least it made, at least it gave me a sense of that, that, you know, that he was interested. You mm -hmm. know? Now, whether he actually was, I don't know. He kept that to himself. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, if he wasn't, he did a good job of making me think that he mm -hmm. was, yes. you know. <laughs> uh -huh. So, yeah, that was, that was it. So moving on, um, when did you realize you were no longer a boy at whatever, I don't know if it was like a particular experience or something you went through whenever, like, when did you know, like, I am no longer a boy, I'm a man. I guess the day when uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Wow. Um, well, I was at my mom and dad's house, and uh, I was cleaning up my room. And I was listening to the music. I was blasting the music really loud, you know, because I was just cleaning, so I was in my zone. Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, my dad busts in the room, and I must have been a probably. I probably was about 20, mm -hmm. 21. My dad busts in the room, turn the music down. It's all loud, da, 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 in the whole house, you know. And, you know, and I really wanted to listen to my music that mm -hmm. day. And uh, he was going on about this is his house and, you know, and, you know, turn that down. And I don't need that music all loud. So at that moment, I got on the phone and I called my brother. And I asked him uh, if I could move into the house that he had over in West Philly. Mm -hmm. um, he was, it was his house, but he just wasn't staying there. Mm -hmm. And I asked him if he could, uh, if I, if I could move in. And this is Uncle Frankie. Yes, my uh, my brother Frank, mm -hmm. my brother Frankie. Because I just at that at that moment, I realized that I needed my own place. I needed my own space. You know, I needed my own privacy to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it mm -hmm. without anyone infringing on that. So it was when I, yeah, it was when I was 21 is, is when I realized that I'm no longer a boy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I packed up my stuff that same day. I packed up my stuff. I had a Cadillac Eldorado. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I packed up all my stuff, put it in that Cadillac, and I moved uh, over into uh, the house in, in West Philly. Mm -hmm. What would you say would be one thing that you wished your father would say to you or that he would have said to you or whatever? Because uh, I know you were saying, like, you know, he really didn't teach you anything other than how to be handy. But during, like, those critical life lessons or just things you went through, like, is there anything that you just wish you would have heard him say? To answer that question honestly, he wasn't capable of saying anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, my father didn't know his father. Mm. He uh, he only met his father one time. Uh, my father did not know what it was to be a father. He did. He wasn't capable of that. He never. He never learned from his father's mistakes or from his mistakes mm. 
So he, he wasn't capable of he wasn't the type of man that that had the ability to say that one thing mm-hmm. that would make a difference in 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 my life. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think crying is a sign of weakness? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, crying is uh, it's a natural thing it's, it's, it's a natural thing it's, it's also uh, uh, it's a cleansing mechanism for both male and female mm-hmm. you know but society you know teaches us as men that you know we shouldn't cry and that it is a sign of weakness but in actuality, it's not. It's 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 a sign of that you're hurting, that you're in pain, mm-hmm. you know. And we as men, we hurt just like women. We hurt just like the next person, you know. So no, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're just crying about everything as a man, <laughs> then, yeah, it's a sign like, of yo, weakness. You weak, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But no, I, I I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. Alright, to lighten things up, who were your best friends growing up and why, and are you still in contact with them today? <laughs> well, yes, I am still in contact with them. Uh, my best friend is uh, Robert Dorsey, <laughs> and uh, my cousin Harold. Uh, why, are we, why are we best friends? Yeah. Was that the question? It wasn't the question, but what? I would want to know why y'all best friends. <laughs> well, well, we're best friends because uh, we're we're very much alike in mm-hmm. a, in a lot of ways, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the things that we done, you know, that we did growing up, you know, the mischief and stuff that we got into, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, we 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 see eye to eye on it, mm-hmm. you know, we understand why each other did what they did at that time. You know, so uh, and 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 we were just we didn't judge each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't judge each other on on what we did, whether we were right or wrong. You know, we might have uh, uh, expressed our disapproval of it, but we didn't judge one another, and it didn't change the dynamics of our friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so what was the other part of that question? I know I. Oh no! I, I think you answered both. Um, are you still in contact with them today, and who were they growing up? Yes, I'm. I'm still in contact with both of them to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rob, Robert Dorsey is my uncle, and then Harold is my dad's cousin, my cousin. So it's funny that he said that because every time we go over Rob's house, like they always joking around and everything like that so it's just good to see you know everybody interact in a positive light and to still be around one another so that's always good Mm, what is your philosophy on dating and marriage and the reason why I put this question in there is because I feel like I got a lot of my um, ideas about dating and marriage from you like your influence so just so people can hear that philosophy and you know where I, where I got it from <laughs> can I be excused for a minute <laughs> you want to be excused yes sure so the question was what is your philosophy on dating and marriage my philosophy on dating and marriage well, now, that's interesting. <laughs> um, and this is just my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my philosophy is dating is just that, dating. Uh, I think that in the midst of dating, yes, one should, you know... Uh, Try and, and get to know the person, you know, um, that they're dating. You know, if, if there's a if there's a chemistry there, 
you, you know, for you to, to, to do that. You know, some, some dates are you're just going out to because someone's taking you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that dating should always should always start off as, as being friends. It, it should never be, you know, um, taken too seriously. You know, uh, friendship should, should, a friendship should be, should be established. Mm-hmm. Or, or try to be established, you know, and because then that way you'll know whether or not, you, you know, you want to uh, uh, proceed in having anything uh more serious with this this individual mm-hmm. you know um, I, I think that when when dating uh, you should date more than one person mm-hmm. you, you know because what it does is it it, it it presents you with options and you can you you can see uh, uh, better who you have something, you know, who it is that you have something in common with. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just date one person and it's just that person, well, then you don't know what else someone has to offer you or what you have to offer someone else, you know, what, what you, you know, may have in common, you know, with, with someone else. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you're dating, you, you should date more than one person. But at the same time, you should be honest about that, too. Yeah, of course. You know, you should let that person know that they're not the only person that you're dating. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, <laughs> my philosophy on marriage. <laughs> uh, it's not for everyone. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think that you should really know yourself before you decide to 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 get married. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get married for all the wrong reasons. A lot of people get married because it feels good. It looks good when you attend someone else's wedding and you're sitting there and you're, you're in that in that moment of joy and happiness the energy that's in the air you know what I mean you can easily become consumed with that mm-hmm. you know and you want to experience that for yourself but it, it, that's that's temporary you, you know at, at the end of the day that wedding's going to be over everybody's going to go home and then you're faced with the reality of this is now your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that one should truly know his or herself uh, before they make that 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 move in that direction to want to spend their lives with uh, spend their life with this this one particular individual. Um, like I said, it's, it's it's not for everybody, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's 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 okay. You know, what I mean, it's okay if you don't want to get married. You know, um, once again, society has a way of beating us down, or you, you know what I mean, uh, uh, planning in our heads that this is what you have to do once you become an adult, and if you and if you don't do it, then. It means you're not an adult, or you're not mature, and you're afraid of commitment, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the furthest thing from the truth. If if that's not what you want for yourself, that's that's not what you want for yourself. You know, um, there's there's a lot of other things that you could be doing with your life besides getting married. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, so I guess my philosophy to anyone who, who, who gets married or, or just make sure that you know that that's what you truly want to do and, and, and be truthful with yourself and be truthful with the person you know um, be, before you before you make that type of commitment because it's a very serious commitment mm-hmm. you know so I, I 
I think that's the, the simplest philosophy that anyone should have mm. when it comes to, to marriage. You know, as far as trying to tell someone why they shouldn't get married, I can't really tell them that because, hell, I ain't never been married. Yeah. You know, um, so just know. Just know yourself. You know, don't get married because you see other people doing it. Mm. You know, or because other people are telling you, oh, it's great, it's this, it's that, the benefits of being married. You know, <laughs> well, that's the benefits for that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It don't mean that you're going to benefit in that same way. You know, so you, you have to be real, realistic with yourself. Yeah. You know. Mm. So what are some things that you think women need to understand in order to be in a healthy relationship, not so much successful? I know um, I read a lot of things and women are asking like, oh, you know, why didn't it work out with this guy or how do I be you know, a certain type of person in order to be in a successful relationship. But from your viewpoint, what do you think women need to understand in order to be in healthy relationships? I think one of the the main things that women need to understand to be in a healthy relationship is, first of all, understand the man that you're dealing with. Understand the type of man that you're dealing with in order to be in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if this is the type of man that, let's just say he's in and out of prison, in and, in and out of jail, you know, being arrested and stuff like that, then you have to understand that this is the type of man that, you know, is not going to always be there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, because of his lifestyle. You know, uh, so you might not want to try to put your all in all into an individual like that. Mm. You know, uh, women have to understand, and I mean, it, it, this has been said throughout generations of, of men and women. Women have to understand, you cannot change a man. No matter what you do or don't do for him, mm. you cannot change him. If, if if he is a certain way or, or he does things a certain way, either you're going to accept that or, or, or you're not. You have to know what it is that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when, in order for women to have a successful relationship, uh, women have to take responsibility for the choices that they make. It is not always... Well, I'm not going to say it's not always. It is not just his fault Mm -hmm. when things go bad. It cannot just be his fault. It's two people. Yeah. You played a role in it. Whether you chose to look the other way or not, you played a role in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I would say that women, you know, have to... to, uh, 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 take responsibility for the choices that they make in order for a woman to have a successful relationship she has to be secure with herself mm-hmm. as a person a good one. as a person she cannot be in a relationship so that this person validates who she is mm-hmm. she has to be able to do that woman has to she has to be happy with herself first and foremost the man just contributes to her happiness Mm -hmm. Uh, wow what do women need to understand (laughs) to have a successful relationship wow got some good questions going on over (laughs) here yeah, absolutely. It's, that's that's a that's a really good question. I mean, there's there's so many things that I can t- elaborate on, on on that, you know. Uh, but to try and keep it keep it short, you know, uh, a woman has to have a relationship that 
works for her. Mm-hmm. Not what other women have in their relationship. That may not work for you. You know, you have you have to be true to who you are. You know, you have to have you have to establish the type of relationship that works best for you and the person that you're with. Stop trying to have relationships like you see people on television or your you girlfriends. Your friends, yeah. You know, you you, you know, cuz because that's just that's just the surface. You don't know you, you don't know what lies beneath that. Mm-hmm. Trust me. She ain't telling you everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a relationship that best suits you and the person that you're with. And the only way you can do that is is, is, is by being truthful with your partner about who you are, what you are, mm-hmm. what you want, what you don't want. You know? Uh, and, you know, that's... That's just some of the many things that women... Uh, uh, have to do to to have a good relationship okay two more questions and then we are done so what has been your strategy in challenging your children to do more if you had a strategy or if you was just going you know going along with it winging it but you know how do you push us to do more to lift to our potential push us to be great by being truthful with you. Uh, by being truthful with you uh, um, about whether you were right or wrong in, in something that you did or didn't do. You know, um, supporting you. You know, uh, encouraging you to to Do what it is that that you want to do that that makes you feel good about you. Not what I may think as your father I think you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Those are just my thoughts. But whatever it is that that y'all want to do, whatever it is that y'all have a passion for, uh, I I, I support it. But at the same time, too, I, 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 I... I try to get an understanding of why you have a passion for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I inquire about uh, what it is that you're doing, and and what is it that you uh, hope to 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 gain from from doing what it is that you want to do. You know, where do you, you know, see this? You know, taking you in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's. Uh, one of the best ways to, you know, motivate uh, uh, your children is you, you, you want to uh, uh, be a part of what it is that they're trying to do. You want to be knowledgeable of what it is that they're trying to do. So that way you can engage with them in that conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it may be something that you've never heard of before. So now you, you, you can, you know, find out what that is and then you can start talking to them about it and asking questions and so forth, you know, um, just allowing them to make their own choices, you know, not judging them, whether whether you, you agree with it or not, you, you know what I mean, uh, at the end of the day, this, this is their life, you know, so I think that you just, you have to support it, you have to embrace it, and, you know, uh, Accept them for the choices that they that, that they make. Um, last question: What is one thing you want to say to me, or what is one thing that you would like for me to know <laughs> when it's all said and done? <coughs> what is the one thing that I want to say to you? It's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that I want to say to you is that uh, 
is that I'm not perfect and I've just always tried to be the best father that I can be you know good or bad you know uh, I've always been honest in everything that I've, I've told you and taught you um, and it's always come from the heart um, I'm proud of you you know uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm truly proud of you because I feel like the things that you and I have shared over the many years uh, I see I see from the seeds that I've planted, uh, I, I, I see them taking shape. And so that makes me feel good. That makes me feel that uh, I, I did a good job. You yeah. did. <laughs> uh, and that, you know, uh, I mean, I love you unconditionally, you know, right or wrong, you know, good or bad, you, you know. Uh, I, I will always love you. Oh, I will always love you too. Oh. <laughs> all right, so that's all. Um, good job. Thank you oh, yeah. for being a part of this, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to my conversations with Chuck. There's many more because he talks a whole lot, but it's all worth it. Yeah, I could have I could have went uh, <laughs> a lot further into <laughs> some of my explanations, but I knew that you know uh, I had to keep it to a limit. So, you know. Yeah, it's not that I didn't know what to say; I just had to try <laughs> too and, much to say. Yeah, I, I had to uh, try and condense, you know, a lot of my answers. Yeah. So, but I, I hope that they were helpful. They were. Thank you. Are you walking?